From the Sporting News Studios, this is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Matt Litevsky. Big week, Billy. Big week. Always. This is a big week. This really is a big week, though. I said it like in week three, and it really wasn't that big of a week, but now these are big weeks. Yeah, you said that, that pretty much same sentence verbatim last week, though, so. for Yeah, well, that's true. Well, they, they keep getting bigger. They keep getting bigger, yeah. Yeah, they do. All I, right, they're aging. Time is that's moving. That's right. Sporting News Fantasy intern Billy Ayan over there, and we are going to break this down in what is possibly, probably a must win. I think it's a must win for almost everyone because you're either playing for playoff seating, you're playing to get in the playoffs, or you're trying to avoid last place Yeah, and not whatever, if there's a punishment, if there's any sort of penalty, you know, if it's a keeper league or something like that. Does our league have a punishment? No. Ah, oh, shit. I know. That, that's, yeah, there's some, we kicked around some possibilities one year, but it's like we work in like a sports office that's highly competitive as it is, and your punishment is like having you know, to live with that for a year, I feel like. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to break it all down. We're going to go over the top pickups, highest trending players. We're going to go over the good and bad matchups. We always start by looking at things we got wrong last week, and this is something that a lot of people got wrong. Brian Hill being sort of advocated as a must-play sleeper, taking over for an injured Devontae Freeman. Great matchup on paper against the Panthers. And you look, he had a touchdown. That was called back. Uh, your boy, Allison there, what, Kadri? Kadri. Uh, vultured a touchdown for him, sort of out of nowhere. So he was close to coming through for fantasy owners, but very disappointing day running the ball. And I don't know what we take of that. He's probably going to start again this week in a much tougher matchup. I mean, right. Tampa's one of the best run defenses in the NFL. I mean, can you even consider starting him this week? Um, I don't think so. I mean, you can probably use him as a flex depending on your team. He's probably going to get, you know, the 15-plus touches that he got last week. So so he's not unusable, and he does get involved a little bit in the passing game, which could help him um, depending yeah. on sort of how the game goes. But you don't feel, I mean, two yards to carry last week, you don't feel like, oh, boy, he's going to do better against Tampa. Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but that's probably how it goes, right? The right. week, everyone's excited, he does nothing, <laughs> exactly. now this week, no one wants him. Uh, we could probably throw in, we were wrong about uh, not knowing Bo Scarborough is going to get signed off the practice squad a day before and get a touchdown. Yeah, Bo knows, man, only we, Bo knows. We were all wrong about that one. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about him in a little bit. So another one, uh, give us a little credit, we, we talked about Ted Ginn as a sleeper, sure enough, he went out there, scored a touchdown, but... We were wrong about avoiding Devontae Parker. We were very worried about Tredavious White and the Bills' defense. And I was I made that choice personally in our league. And even though I streamed again touchdown, I cost myself like almost nine points because Devontae Parker had like seven for 135. Uh, there was garbage time, which I think definitely helped him. But with the Dolphins, there could it's always, always be garbage, garbage time. time. Yeah, I mean, they had been better. I actually thought that was going to be a close game in Miami, and they had been better, and Buffalo hasn't been great. Um, but it wasn't. It was a blowout. So I think the lesson here, there's kind of two things I want to take from this one. Is Devontae Parker, matchup proofs too strong of a word, but is he almost <laughs> like a must-play? Whether it, it might be a must play wide receiver three, which yeah, sounds weird, weird right. but is he it just he gets so many targets and he seems to have a good floor every week. Yeah, he certainly doesn't seem like a guy that 
that uh, most people that have them are sitting. I mean, obviously it depends on your team, and maybe yeah. maybe you drafted three good receivers that have stayed healthy, and so right. Parker you don't quite need. But uh, yeah, because he was a pickup for a lot of people around right. midseason. So, but yeah, to do it against Jadavius White is pretty impressive, and and that sort of leads into Cortland Sutton this week, who will face the Bills and Jadavius White. Cortland Sutton's really established himself as kind of a. Uh, premier wide receiver like we're getting to that point considering the quarterbacks he's played with this year I don't think anyone's gonna sit him especially after last week no but yeah is there really should you be worried at all now after you saw this from Devontae Parker yeah I mean I think you can worry a little bit what I mean White's larger sample size he's still shut down a bunch of good players so I don't uh I don't think Sutton goes out and has as big a week as Parker especially with Brandon Allen throwing the ball but Allen's been okay. He's, he's probably been better than we give him credit for. I he, think. Probably, he probably has. Yeah. But, I know, the, but what about Cortland Sutton throwing the ball? That's true. When you factor <laughs> in an extra point or, point or so they, from that, they, they ran, ran the same reverse pass play twice, twice in, a row. in a row. And he had to eat the second time and just kind of tried to run. I mean, he had like yards rushing now. Yeah. That's big. He, so, had a big. he had a well-rounded game. It really was. was so I guess if Cortland Sutton's going to be triple threat this week, lock him in your lineup. Yeah, he got to at that point. Devontae Parker. You know, on paper, it's another tough-ish matchup. Like the Browns have been rating high against yeah. wide receivers all year, even though you watch them and— they don't seem like anything special in the defensive backfield. Two, I mean, the two, I think, biggest pass rushers on their team not playing right, this week. Right, that's a big so, hit. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I think he's just fine again this week. Yeah, play him. Actual good play. All right, one other thing we were wrong about, uh, we weren't alone. I mean, we still said start Zach Ertz just kind of by default because it's <laughs> tight end. Yep. But we definitely doubted him. And sure enough, Dallas Goddard got the touchdown. But Zach Ertz came through with a real nice game against the Patriots. And it was never really garbage time in that game at all. Always a one-score game. Um, so he, he's sort of back to establish himself. Again, I don't think anyone was ever really sitting him just because of who he is and the position. But I think it's weird because Goddard keeps scoring and Ertz doesn't. It's still disappointing in a way, but he's still, gosh, when you look at the other tight ends out there, I mean, I know you had to deal with Gerald Everett, a lot of other people, you know, the OJ Howard fiasco that's really been his entire season. <laughs> uh, obviously, the injuries this week, we have buys to Kelsey and Rudolph. So, yeah, I think, and uh, Hunter Henry as well. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This is just sort of a weird. A weird week, and yeah, what do you uh, what do you do with? I mean, Ertz is just Ertz, right? Yeah, I know. We spent a lot of time talking about him this year for a guy yeah. that you've probably never really even been able to consider sitting. Yeah, I um, think last week was the week if you were going to sit. Yeah, him, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but but yeah, he's, yeah, he's Eckert. Yeah, he's in your lineup. He's Eckert. It's the way it is. All right, let's get to uh, the highest trending players of the week. We like to pick out sort of a random search engine. It might be defunct, like this one is old Wacko Search. I don't know if you ever used Wacko Search, but uh, it was a search engine designed to specifically give you erroneous results, so not we, give you what you're looking for. So are we about to give erroneous results That's on the I podcast? I was thinking about that. So we should just talk about CJ Ham, right, and talk right. about guys who no fantasy owner searching for. Yeah. I guess it'd be like offensive linemen, actually, if we really want to take That's it to true. its logical Hunters. extreme. Yes. But we are going to go with guys who are actually – well, I guess you could argue what we did was we typed in what's the best kind of cheese <laughs> to see – Oh, and it told fantasy us owners are, want to know about Marlon Mack. Maybe that's our little angle for this. But anyway, Wacko Search doesn't exist anymore to my knowledge. Don't check it out because you can't. Don't even know how you'd get there. You can't Wacko Search Wacko Search, right? Because well, it would send you to Wacko Google. It's WaccoSearch.com, but when I type how it about in, that bit? it just spins. We went to WaccoSearch.com to look up Wacko Search, and it sent us to Google. 
and then we got real results. All right, let's get into the players, I think. That's our bit. All right, Marlon Mack broke his hand. Very strange to me. I hear broken hand, carry hand. I think, oh, this guy's out for a month. And they're like, well, he probably won't play this week. But maybe, And I'm like, what? Is it, is it even possible he can come back in two weeks? Anyway, all we know is he's definitely out this week. That's what matters the most. And a very confusing situation because Jonathan Williams comes in, replaces him last week, goes for over 100 yards, looked great. But now we got Jordan Wilkins, who had been the been the handcuff all year, hadn't played in two games, didn't even practice last week because of an ankle injury. Oh, he's practicing Tuesday. Is he coming back? This just feels like a nightmare for fantasy owners. At least it's a Thursday game. That's the one good thing. So you can just make your decision early and, and adjust. But, I, man, it, I feel like Wilkins is ten, trending toward playing now since he practiced Tuesday or limited. Yep. But yep. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if, if Wilkins plays, I don't know how you have any idea which of Wilkins or Williams is the main guy. If one of them's the main guy, obviously Naheem Hines is going to get catches still. It just... It feels like there's not even a way to predict it, let alone feel confident about what you're predicting. So, um, yeah, if everybody's active there besides Mac, I don't know if you can play any of them besides uh, yeah. maybe Hines in a PPR. Yeah, it's not a great matchup on paper. We we kind of know Hines' role won't change. Frank Reich even said that. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I I have to think it's like because they both look good at times this year. Like Wilkins has had his moments before he got hurt, and certainly Williams looked great last week. It feels. Like, Williams should get more carries. Well, yeah, you're thinking Wilkins coming off an injury. Yeah. shorter. I mean, not short week for him, I guess, because he's been out. Right. But, I don't yeah, know either, I don't know. but it's just a mess. But I do feel like a lot of fantasy owners are going to try to play one. They'll probably, if they are both active, are going to play Williams still. Right. I don't know how much. I mean, Wilkins barely even got picked up this week. His ownership yeah. is just at 7% yeah. in Yahoo. So people apparently just are like, Hey, Williams, he's the guy. He had 100 yards last week, but this is right. a mess. And If they happen to hold Wilkins out, we feel pretty good about Williams? Yeah, yeah. at that point. I mean, I just think you have to look at him as like a 15-carry guy. We know the Colts like yeah. to run, um, but he could still easily disappoint. Mm-hmm. He could still do nothing. But Good old Brian Hill game. Yeah, I mean, but you at least feel a little more comfortable like, okay, well, we'll get his touches. That's mm-hmm. all I can ask for. Right. Uh, so another mess of a backfield, potentially, is the Steelers' backfield. James Conner re-injured his shoulder last Thursday. And I don't know. I I guess I'd be surprised if he played, but who knows at this point? There hasn't like every report is just like I don't know. Like Mike Tomlin's <laughs> been like that. It's usually not a good sign, uh, and that's going to open up the backfield. Obviously, we go well, Jalen Samuels. But you look at the past couple games when Connor's been out, and they have given carries to someone else. Um, Benny Hill a couple weeks ago. And uh, I think Samuels was still hurt that game, but and then Trey Edmonds won game, and then all of a sudden Tony Brooks James shows up. Like uh, Samuels dominated carries that game, uh, week ten, I believe it was. Yeah, but he wasn't good. It's fourteen right, no, carries, twenty nine yards on his rushing. So I think all. if Connor's out, whoever's the number two could have value because they're playing the Bengals this week, fourth most fantasy points allowed per game to running backs. But now we're into this same Wilkins Williams thing. Is it going to be Benny Benny uh, Snell. Uh, Snell back? I was going to say Benny Hill. I think like the music uh, start playing yakety sax. Or is it going to be <laughs> Trey Edmonds, who was good that game when he finally got carries? Yeah. I mean, he kind of had one big run that inflated right. everything. But what do you do here? Assuming Connor's out again, um, you play Samuels in PPR, sure, if, and probably even in standard. In standard, I think you can play yeah. him too. He'll get he'll get fifteen touches probably. Um, and I think if Benny Snell's active, you can consider playing him as a flex. And I yeah. think if he's out, you can consider playing Edmonds. I do think Snell would would take uh, right 
take the role over Edmonds if if they're both. Yeah, playing. I definitely agree with that. And Snell was good in that game yeah. when he no, actually he, got he runs, run. He runs strong. It's yeah, it's a real a real tough one because you have that good of a matchup and you just never know what the Steelers are going to do. And it sounds like Juju is going to be out. And I think there's a good chance, you know, Juju's the next guy on this list, I, concussion and a knee injury, a guy who hasn't been doing anything anyway. I don't really know why, you know, you'd want to force him in your lineup. And statistically, Cincinnati's good against wide receivers. It's sort of a weird skewed stat because quarterbacks tear him up. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a situation where where are they getting the offense from? And it's probably going to be the running backs. We know they like to check down every chance they get. So. Yeah, this is a tough one, but uh, I kind of think, yeah, if Connor's out, at least two running backs are playable, and then it's going <laughs> to yeah. depend on who those running backs are. I already kind of talked about Juju. The only thing there I want to add is Deontay Johnson also hurt. James Washington coming on as of late, the old college connection. If if Juju, let's just say Juju's out, I mean, James Washington, does he have value this week? He's a flex guy, boomer bust kind of guy. He's sort of a, he's like the only guy that they sort of consistently will throw down the field to. Right. Um which means maybe the the good old Oklahoma State connection hits once, and maybe, and maybe it doesn't. Yeah, um, you don't feel great about him, but especially if both of those guys are out. Yeah, it almost seems like he has to get like yeah. eight or more targets. Yeah. So it's just like a which backs means and like tight ends game. He backs which could his, be. I mean, he backs yeah. his way into like four for seventy. Yeah, because it's not a good defense, even though the statistics say it limits wide receivers. Right. So that's always sort of an interesting thing how that can work. Um, but yeah, it does feel like this could finally. Like, I feel like Vance McDonald's had good matchups a lot of times here and doesn't. That do guy's anything. been a disappointment. Yeah, I think. I mean, that whole offense has honestly no, that's true. just and it's. Largely because because of, of the quarterback, so Bo Scarborough, we mentioned him, came out of nowhere. Uh, obviously, you know, good college career. Everyone knew him at Alabama and bounced around already. This you know this year on practice squads and various teams, but he winds up with the Lions, gets promoted a day before the game, gets 14 carries, dominates the first drive, like it looked good. One of those looked apart type things. <laughs> Didn't do much after that drive, but he did score. He had 55 yards for the game, 14 carries again. I, you know, you never know with the Lions, but I kind of think this is the guy. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say otherwise. I mean, yeah, you like you said, you can't really know with yeah. the Lions with how they've handled things before. I mean, it was weird once Ty Johnson was cleared and active right. that he wasn't still the guy. Now, he hadn't been good, so it makes sense to try somebody else. And I think Scarborough did look good enough that they'll uh, they'll run him out there at least again well, next week. And I think, too, this kind of is a Matt Patricia thing where I do think he wants a bigger— sort of power back yeah. to be the main back. And we know they can't block. So, I mean, it's tough to count on a Lions running back to do much of anything. I mean, even on Johnson wasn't doing right. that much when he was playing. He was getting some touchdowns, but that's it. But we saw them just be like, Trey Carson, you're our guy. You know, he's 230 pounder, even if he's not that tall. It just feels like Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick, these guys are receiving backs, you know, and it just feels like they want a guy like Bo Scarborough or Trey Carson, to be the early down, you know, 12-plus carry a game back. So I think it's going to continue this week. Great matchup against Washington. I think he's in play. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, should have been, if not the number one waiver claim, at least number two, I think, this week, unless Darius Geis was available in your league. But uh, it's going to be just, this guy's going to be starting for fantasy teams and, Fantasy playoffs is going to be hilarious. Yeah, we're going to look back on this in like three or four years <laughs> the, and be like, man, I want a title with both Scarborough. This is really their last it. good, favorable matchup for running backs. If you look at the next, Chicago, which is okay, but 
you know, not Bo likes great. Thanksgiving, though. He's a big turkey. He seems like a be. big turkey it guy. So. Uh, but the fantasy playoffs for them, Minnesota, Tampa, Denver. Don't not feel great. great about that. Yeah, so this could kind of be get what you can out of Bo Scarborough and then, you know, whatever. I guess you don't drop them, but you might as well. Uh, last guy, there's a bunch. I mean, there's so many big injuries that I just sort of picked one. I picked George Kittle. People seem to still, you know, because he's a tight end, people are still very interested. And if he's coming back, and because he has a really good matchup this week against the Packers, I think top five, fancy points allowed to tight ends. That's correct. I think they're fifth. Uh, yeah. Uh, if he's out again, Rostwelli is still in play. Two touchdowns last week. Very yeah. much in play. I can't figure out why nobody's picking that guy up. Like, he has a handcuff, right? right. Well, well, you even should just, have had him before last yeah, but week. But even just like tight ends stink so much that right. like I would have imagined that somebody in every league would have started him yeah. last week. But his ownership oh, last like, week was a but but so like his ownership yeah. now is like under twenty five percent. It's like right. like what are we doing? Like he might still start this week. He's got another good matchup. He just caught two touchdowns. Right. He's in an offense that likes the tight end. Like I feel like the story of George Kittle's injury is that nobody believes in Ross Dwelly, which like I know a lot of you people out there. Maybe your teams all stink if you have bad tight ends at this point. But man, I mean yeah. Ross Dwelly's a good play any week that George Kittle's out. I think and for sure and we don't really know. It is a Sunday night game, too, so if you have Kittle and Dwelly's unknown in your league, you have to have Dwelly. Yeah, because I'd be surprised if he's not questionable, put it that way. Right, right. Even if it's, like, trending toward playing and, yeah, he's probably going to play, it's like you go into that Sunday night game and you just don't know for sure. Right. it's a bad feeling. And, uh, you know, this week, I don't even, I mean, who are you picking up? Like, Jimmy, I guess Jimmy Graham might be available. You can pick up, like, a Hayden Hurst for the Ravens. Um Tyler Higby for the Rams, like you're you're in bad shape. No, yeah, uh, get rest while I. Yeah, I mean, just make sure. And, and, and by the way, if you're playing someone with George Kittle, you go pick up Rastwell. <laughs> yeah. You block that move. Yep. Don't let him do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't do much last week aside from the two touchdowns, fourteen yards, but nonetheless. Yeah, and especially after this week, this is the last week with buys, right? Yes. So we're looking at you sort of know what your lineup might be shaping up yeah. for the next few weeks. You don't necessarily need. I don't know. If guys aren't on by this week, you don't necessarily need a second right. quarterback or a second defense, depending on how your team shakes out. So using that spot on Dwelly well, might be I more— mean, you should be planning ahead with multiple defenses. Oh, I, I agree with that, but you yeah. got to I mean, You, you know you me. Do. I'm always going to cape up for multiple defenses. We all know you, Matt, but— you, uh, This is—I uh, tell uh, you what. My season's already down the toilet with injuries and various things and late buys. If I didn't have the Pittsburgh D and could count on them for the next— I mean, probably I'm out after next week, but let's just assume I still made the playoffs and I can still count on them. Like, I'd have to waste that second roster spot on another defense. It would just be catastrophic. That allows me to have Bilal Powell on my team because I have a strange conviction that Le'Veon Bell is going to get hurt. He did say today that... uh if the NFL tries to drug test him again, he's not going to do it. Oh, which see, which means which is an easy so way to get close. suspended. He's so, so close to just not playing. I don't know why he's being resistant and playing. That's unlike him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's so stupid. But I don't know why. I but anyways, use your yeah. roster smart spots yes, in a smart, smart way. Handcuff, and that includes tight ends, and it includes screwing your opponent. Yes, of course, always. All right, let's get to the good bad, bad matchups uh, for the week. Last week with buys, like you said, Arizona, Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Vikings all on by this week. A tough one too. Like, I feel like in the past, the last week with buys has only had two teams, and maybe it's just been random, too, whatever. Even if they're good teams, you're like, oh, only two, I can live with that. This week, it's too late in the season to have this many right, important guys right, on by. Right. Patrick Mahomes? Come on, man. Uh, yeah, one of my leagues, I'm playing the, the Mahomes Cook. team this week, and I I'm know. like, let's go. 
I know. Yeah. Too many important guys. Travis Kelsey, et cetera, Hunter Henry. So let's get to the guys who are playing, though. Good, bad matchups. Good and bad matchups. Good for quarterback. I put I put this group of, uh, we'll call them crap bags, uh, together <laughs> at once just to see are any of these guys worth playing. And that's whoever starts for the Bears, which I, I honestly don't know who it's going to be, uh, but they're playing the Giants. Throw in Mason Rudolph at the Bengals, Dwayne Haskins versus Detroit. And then throw in Jeff Driscoll, who's at who's verse uh, no at Washington. Sorry, uh, are any of those guys, in your opinion, worth playing? I like Driscoll. I think the legs give him a yeah. floor. I mean, we talk about this thirty-seven with a lot of yards guys. at least in each of the first two. Right, games. five for thirty-seven the first one, eight for fifty-one with a rushing yeah. touchdown in the second one. He's the kind of guy like if you can rush for forty yards on top of your two hundred passing yards, right? Not turn it over and, and get Pair of get a couple total touchdowns there. You're looking at a good fantasy day. Right. Um, so my and, and I don't think... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say Washington doesn't really scare me. Right. It, statistically, they're actually not that bad, but we right. saw last week four touchdowns allowed to Darnold. They're not good. No. They kind of... They had some weird weeks in there. There was that big rainstorm game that held down oh, that helped them Garoppolo, right. et cetera. Um, my, my only thing with Driscoll, he's not a good thrower. Like, he hasn't been good. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he's went into Chicago, his first start, a better defense in Washington and, and did okay, but he wasn't very good. And I think this, a road start is going to be more like that. I'm not super high on him, but because of that, we'll get to the bad matchup quarterbacks. I can see why people would want to start him. And like you said, the floor with the rushing yards. I mean, we always give guys credit like Josh Allen, even right. in, he's got a difficult matchup this week too. I mean, I mean that first week against the bears when it was like, eh. Right. He had 17 fantasy points. Right. It was, so, you could live with it. Right. Right. Like you'll, uh, um, and again, obviously, four quarterbacks right. who, who might be starters in right. Murray, Cousins, Rivers, and Mahomes. So you're going to need them. Uh, all right. A couple other guys Baker Mayfield against the Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett on Thursday night against the Texans, and Sam Darnold against the Raiders. Big game last week. I mean, Mayfield three touchdowns last week. He really didn't look that good, but he got the touchdowns. He's not turning it over, at least. He hasn't turned it over, I think, the past couple games, which is big. Brissett, maybe that depends on who's back, who's out. Great matchup. He tore up the Texans last time they played four touchdowns over 300 yards. I like all those guys. I have all those guys in our top 12. Uh, Those three guys, I should say. It's tough to trust, I think, Mayfield and even Darnold, for that matter, because they can just crap the bed on, you know, like that. But those matchups are, are great. Yeah, I mean, I was actually going to say that I feel like Brissett's the toughest one for sure. me to trust. He he's he had that hot start to the season, which sort of sticks in your head. And right. he, he's pretty consistent. He hasn't been bad, but he sort of regressed to being a little more um, boring. Just, just Yeah, game manager. And, and so, yeah, he probably does depend a lot on, on who's active, like... If you're missing a couple running backs and your top receiver and Ebron's questionable, and yeah. If he's out there with like Zach Pascal and Jack Doyle and and Mark Jonathan Johnson. Williams, like yeah, oh boy. To yeah. be honest, no, but, I, I get that for but, sure. But uh, in our league, I'm playing Mayfield over Josh Allen, who we've got in our bad yes. matchup section, and, and I feel okay about it. I think, I think you look at the in general when we do this, you look at the quarterbacks with the good matchups, right. and we feel better about them. You know, adding an extra touchdown compared to those guys in the bad matchups, maybe and, right. And like you look at Brown the. The Browns against Miami, I guess, could Nick Chubb score three touchdowns? Sure. Yeah. But uh, they, they should put it, their offense should be able to move the ball. They should put up points. And right. it's the same thing with Donald. When they play 
bad teams and their offense sort of is able to click, it looks pretty good. Right, yeah. And Oakland Oakland was pretty good against the run. They've gradually kind of been coming back to the pack against the run, so they're not great at that. But I just don't think the Jets are good enough to run consistently. No. Whether it's the line, whether it's Bell having lost a step, whatever it is. And they have receivers. And Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. We'll talk about him. Uh, but, yeah, so here good quarterbacks in the bad matchups. Tom Brady against Dallas. Dak Prescott against New England. Aaron Rodgers at San Francisco. Josh Allen against Denver. And Jared Goff, who I just can't even imagine. No, his I would not want to touch Goff. So here's the interesting thing about him, I'll say. Uh, getting Cooks back, probably. Getting Woods back. I, I do think that makes a big difference. But, yeah, zero touchdowns in three of the last five games, including each of the last two. It's just tough to watch him and watch that offense and have any expectations. And he's playing a defense that's gotten a lot better as the year's gone on. Revenge game for Marcus Peters. Yeah, the kind true. of guy Pick where revenge game coming. matters. Yep. So I just don't think you can play him. I agree. But right. I'm not, like, terrified of him. You know, they play Monday night, so he'd be, like, a showdown guy. Otherwise, I kind of like him as a DFS tournament flyer if he was on the main slate. Right, that's true. His price would be but, a little depressed. Yeah, exactly. And, like, ownership would be, like, ugh, who wants yeah, him? Yeah, wants check you could totally see Cooks getting a couple of long t- or a long touchdown, et cetera. But so throw him out. Prescott's probably, to me, the biggest guy here. He's been so good this year. Really padded his stats against bad defenses, though. To be fair, two games ago at Minnesota, tore him up. Now, you could argue New England, same thing, padded their stats against bad defenses to, or bad offenses. But they're the fewest fantasy points allowed to, to the position. Prescott can get yards with, you know, points with his legs. Where is he at specifically in comparison to Mayfield, to Brissett, to Donald? I don't feel good about that. Um, I probably would put Mayfield and Donald ahead of them and not Brissett, but, I mean, you like Brissett a little better. Yeah. Um, I think they're all in the same ballpark, though. It just feels like Dallas, like I was saying, like probably won't get the touchdowns right. that sort of make Dak's day. Right. And, and May, I mean, we Carson Wentz and sort of an injured Eagles offense isn't as good as Dallas, uh-huh. but they're in the right direction, and New England handled them. Right. Don't feel great about Dak. Yeah, no, I agree. Not a fan this week, especially with the Mari Cooper banged up. Yeah, I but mean, it but it does seem like well, they're not going to be able to run either. So I don't. But the, they yeah. will, you know, do it, and then yeah, I don't know. yeah, it's, it's not great. No, I agree. Um, yeah, so it's also uh, in New England, what if it like snows? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Well, I just assume it's in the Northeast in no, late November. True. It's going to be a nor'easter. I mean, it's not as bad as uh, you know, if it was in Buffalo, because then you just assume. They're just as permanently snow in Buffalo. Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard at this time of year in Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> Brady, to me, almost isn't a consideration. I mean, another guy, you know, Goff's taken a lot of heat for his performances. Brady, I mean, nah, he's, been kind of bad. he's had one multi-touchdown game in the last four, and that was just two touchdowns. He's not doing much. Well, I mean, I think he's sort of fallen to where we thought he was going to be before the season yeah right we were sort of like yeah he's outside the starting tier like comfortably like right he's fine he's fine as a backup and then he came out and he started the season pretty well yeah. was throwing a bunch of touchdowns he's even got new weapons now and you're feeling good about it but but yeah that offense isn't designed at this point for him to take shots and throw for 400 yards no. or, or anything like I that i don't think he can no i don't think so either <laughs> so then then you face a decent defense and sort of a tricky matchup yeah. and 
you can go a lot of other ways. I, I think you can look at it and say, well, uh, you know, yeah, I get that they're what fourth or fewest fantasy points, or maybe not quite that low, but they're like bottom ten to quarterbacks. The Cowboys are, and then you're like, well, they still have three touchdowns to Jeff Driscoll. Like they don't look that good. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just think it's a. I, Spray, I don't know. Like we can just throw in six yard outs to Julian right. Edelman it's and dump like, offs to James doesn't White. Doesn't feel like there's upside there. Yeah, like it, he's the kind of guy though. He could QB sneak one, throw two short ones, and come away, and you'll be like, pretty good game. But right. I ain't betting. But another situation where I'm like, can they really run? I, like I don't know. So that could just be like a, you know, I don't know, like a sixteen to thirteen game. Right. It does feel like one of those. Games. Yeah, and just kind of suck. Uh, Aaron Rodgers ranked him twelfth. Don't really like it. Real tough matchup against San Francisco. There, there again, bottom five quarterback uh, fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. He hasn't been great either. He really hasn't. You'd like to think the one Devontae Adams healthier will help. This is a quasi revenge game. You know, he's from the area. He was oh, pissed they didn't true. they didn't pick him first overall. Yeah, but when you can pick Alex Smith, you got to do it. Every every time, every time, played over Patrick Mahomes. That was like the first yeah. NFL draft that I was like super aware of. Because right. it was the year before was Eli or two years before. Uh, Eli was 2000, yeah, I think three, no, four. Four, I think. Yeah, so, so the year before. Yeah, I wasn't really tuned into that one, but the Rodgers Smith one, I was sitting yeah. there and I was, I, I had just been reading all the stuff. I was already, this is, I'm ready for the NFL yeah. draft. I'm like nine years old. Like, let's yep. go. Yep. And, uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, this guy that everybody's all over, he's just like sitting in the room back there. And I'm like, why is nobody taking Aaron Rodgers? And I had never heard of Aaron sure. Rodgers. I'm a nine year old, right? Yeah, you weren't watching Cal games. But uh, growing up, in yeah. So that, that's anyways, or New York. Sorry, uh, yeah. New no, York, yes. I, I hear you. Yeah, no. That's the way I felt when I was a kid because all I cared about really was Barry Sanders and right. his stats. And every the Lions never took an offensive lineman in the first round, and I was like, <laughs> "What? Why are they taking an offensive lineman?" <laughs> I didn't know who. I didn't know whatever. I was just always mad. I was like Robert Porcher it was pronounced Porsche, but I didn't know that. And I was like, "Why are you taking this guy?" Uh, he doesn't block for Barry. Anyway, yeah, so that's a weird one. I'm okay with Aaron Rodgers, though, this week. I, again, it's just the choices. I still have him ranked behind Mayfield, Darnold, and Brissett, but I still have him in the top 12. Like, I have him ahead of Driscoll and maybe some of the, a guy like that. Yeah, I wouldn't, take, I wouldn't take too much of a chance right. for somebody over Rodgers. Yeah, and I have him ahead of, of Dak and Brady. I mean, that might really be the choice. We have two bad quarterbacks to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think he's better, I guess. He's one of those guys that, that you view him even in a bad matchup as a guy yeah. that's not going to screw it up. That's kind of what golf feels like, too, except like yeah. he's not as good as Rodgers. Right. But where you're like, okay, if I have to play him, we'll be fine. He's not yeah. going to throw four interceptions. There's a chance there's a good game there. Right. Um, so I think you feel fine with Rodgers. But but I agree with you probably, Mayfield and, and Donald and even Brissett. Uh, Right at or a little above him. Right. And Josh Allen, too, real tough matchup. Third fewest fantasy points Denver allows to quarterbacks, but this is another guy I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with his legs, and maybe I should be doing the same with Prescott, but I just feel Allen uses his legs more. Like yeah, it's, it's a bigger it's, built-in part of that yeah. offense. Um, so I have him just outside the starting tier as well, but I I don't know. I don't want to start him. I'll put it that way. Yeah, he's another guy you feel fine about starting. It's... uh. Yeah, I wouldn't so, feel great, but you're just kind of right. Like, you're like, yeah. I mean, if you've had Josh Allen, you're starting lineup a lot yeah. of weeks here. You might just stick with him. Yeah, it's a tough week though. It's a real tough week for that, and I do think people will dip down and play Driscoll. I don't think you're going to see any Haskins, Rudolph, those guys, just because they. I mean, they're just not that good. No, and they. I mean, good matchups. What's, but, yeah, what's even a. But like good matchups and a good game for them in those matchups right. is like what is throwing it? two touchdowns. Yeah, it's I don't, like what do you do? Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, running backs. 
We got the Redskins guys, Geis and Adrian Peterson, if he still counts, against the Lions. Uh, Latavius Murray we're going to throw on here against the Panthers. Uh, Should be a good matchup. They still split carries. The Steelers guys, whoever they are, against Cincinnati. We got 49ers guys. I think Coleman is locked in, but... Is it Brita? Is it going to be Mostert? If if Brita, you know, whichever one is the backup, do you start them against Green Bay? And Bo, we already talked about Bo Scarborough against Washington. So I guess looking at the Redskins, you start both, you start either. I think most people will say, if I'm starting one, I'm going to start Geis. That's what I was going to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, nine to seven Peterson carries the guys last week. Yeah. Um you but it's a blowout. Fig- yeah, yeah, you figure it goes a little bit the other direction, but maybe it's nine to seven guys. It might not be thirteen to five or something. I mean right. who knows? Um Geis a little more explosive, maybe a little more likely to get a pass or two his way. So yeah, Geis yeah. is probably the preferred for me. But I could see starting Peterson. That run defense is really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But either way, I think flex at most. You really can't count on these guys for much. Yeah, I certainly don't think you can be like super confident just because of the split and yeah. because Washington's offense really isn't that good. Yeah, um, that's the big thing. Um, but we assume guys will gradually get more touches, but maybe he won't. We don't know. Right, what they might be careful do. with them. Yeah, and if it's a closer game. Who knows? Uh, so that's a tough one. Latavius Murray, I wouldn't really think twice about. I'd start him in a flex. Like, I think he's perfectly fine for that role. Feels like, I mean, they still split. Like, yeah, Kamara's there. He's been used a ton in the passing game. But feels like every other time I look up at a, at a Saints game, Latavius Murray's in. Yeah, I mean, he's only got one game that Kamara's played that he's got double-digit right. runs. So, yeah. I don't feel as confident about him yeah. as you. I could see. I, mean, I just like that matchup a lot. Right. Assuming they're in control of the game, he'll get his eight to ten carries. Yeah. And if they're in control of the game, maybe that means he can score. But eh, I I don't love Murray right. this week. Right. Understandable. Uh, the Steelers guys, we already talked about them. The 49ers secondary. I mean, look, Tevin Coleman hasn't been doing much either. But that's true. Uh, 49ers secondary guy, Green Bay, really bad against the run. Top five fantasy points allowed to backs. And it was a real disappointing game last week for Mostert, filling in for Brita. He still got nine touches, I think. He's still involved. You know, I always said, like I said it when we were watching it, that Jeff Wilson Jr. touchdown at the very end could have just as easily been Mostert, just as easily been Coleman. And it just wasn't. I don't know why he was in there that that play, but just the way it went. But I, I feel okay. I mean, this is an offense that always has used two backs, no matter what the situation, no matter who the backs are. So I think he's going to play. I think he's going to get 10-plus touches against Green Bay. I think that gives him value. We know he's explosive. Yeah, I mean, it, him and Breed are sort of the same thing, I think. Yeah. And whoever's the number two is is a flex kind of guy with a little bit of upside and a little bit of risk. Yeah. Um, here's one for you. Yeah. Raheem Mostert last year, he played against the Packers. Ran twelve times for eighty-seven yards. That no. was the the Monday night game. Yep, a lot of a lot of things. Morris. Have, yep, a lot yeah. of things have changed now. But Raheem, if you're looking at small sample size, oh, running yeah. back versus defense, Raheem Mostert has it. Yeah, that's for sure. And we already talked about both Scarborough. Let's get to the bad matchups: Brian Hill against Tampa, who we already talked about. Jamal Williams, the other side of that, the Packers 49ers game against the Niners. Because I, you know, I think Aaron Jones must start at this yep. point. Devin Singletary against Denver. They've really shaped up against the run after a slow start to the year. I mean, they have 200 yards to Leonard Fournette, and they've been way better against Lenny. the run. Yeah, and uh, the Eagles backs, whoever they may be, against Seattle, who's also not. A lights-out defense, pretty good against the run, though. Jamal Williams, at this point, it feels like he's sort of faded. 
he's always around. He can always have that touchdown, especially on a catch. I don't know. What do you think about him this week against San Francisco? Um, he gains a little <sighs> bit in PPR. He he sort of falls right around where AP is for me, where I'm like, eh, if I must, like, yeah, if you know, you you do you are hit kind of hard by the bye weeks. Like, he'll get some touches and be involved and against a good defense though. So yeah, not crazy about him, but he is usable if you need to. Yeah, I hear you. Now Singletary is a weird one against Denver. It feels like hey, it's his backfield. Everyone kind of likes him. I don't know. Do you start him? I'm starting him, yeah. and uh, I feel fine about it. I don't, I don't think that run defense is anything amazing. I mean, I know right. the numbers make him look okay, but but you're looking at probably 15 touches plus in a game that yeah. uh, Buffalo at the very least will be in. Um, and I have, and I don't think Josh Allen can throw much, so they got to get it from somewhere. Right, you got to think they'll they'll be trying to get Singletary going. Yeah, I would right agree. I think he's still in play. Uh, the Eagles guys, if Jordan, let's just assume Jordan Howard's back. He'd be the guy to start. I don't think you can start Miles Sanders with Jordan Howard back, even in PP. I mean, he has more PPR value, but even that, it's tough because he's never been a big catch guy. He just makes big catches. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Jordan Howard, you start him? Yeah, if he's playing, it's fine. Yeah. Um, if he's not playing, I think you start Sanders. I think you're starting one Eagles guy, um, Yeah, no matter what there. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, wide receiver. Good matchup, the Bears. We'll even include Allen Robinson in this since he's done really poorly lately, but I think he is a starter. Uh, Josh Gordon, which could depend on Tyler Lockett's health, but against Philly. Zach Paschal, very disappointing the past couple weeks in a great matchup with Houston. And the Jets receivers, I think Jameson Crowder is a must-start uh, against Oakland. Those are kind of the the primary really good start guys matchup-wise. The Bears, basically it comes down to Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. I think most people are going to start Robinson. Uh, but Taylor Gabriel then who's really had a lot of catches, gotten a lot of snaps lately. Can you play him against the Giants? I think you can in a PPR league. Mm-hmm. I think I like him as a as a wide receiver three in a PPR. I mean, he's coming off 14 targets last week. Now, obviously, Robinson was getting uh, hounded over there. So, yeah. So that's uh, skewed a little bit. But yeah, because Anthony Miller had a ton of Yeah, he had a lot of too. I mean, too. I mean, Ramsey was, was uh, shutting down Robinson, so that right. makes sense. But, but Gabriel, he's had... At least three catches in each of the last four weeks. He's kind of he kind of reminds me of Hunter Renfro, right? Um, where you're going to get sort of a, a built-in floor of production. They sometimes try gadget stuff for him. I feel fine about about him in a PPR, um, in a standard. Yeah, I mean, like he could be your flex, and you wouldn't hate it. I don't think. Right. Good right. matchup. So Gordon, let's assume Lockett does play. Can you consider him? I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. There's just not enough evidence. I mean, most of his playing time. Um, before the Seahawks buy and that in his Seahawks debut came after Lockett got hurt. Right. Um, I think both his catches came after Lockett got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Th- we just don't have evidence that like oh automatically after the bye week he's going to play like two thirds of the plays. Right. Um. So I. No, I don't think so. Um. <laughs> if Lockett's out, I think you can give him a shot. Yeah. Um. He's definitely feels at least like he's got more upside than somebody right. like Gabriel um, to use in your flex spot. So. Right. But and yeah, if Lockett plays, I don't know. Yeah, and then Zach Paschal. I mean, two straight, yeah, nothing weak. He, he has a big catch on, first, on the very first drive of the game but every week and then just does nothing the rest of the way. And it's a fantastic matchup. This might depend on if T.Y. Hilton plays or someone else. I think if Hilton plays, Paschal's out for sure. Yeah, that's, that's definite. But if he's the number one receiver, I'm putting that in air quotes, which he, I don't even know if he is really, even if Hilton's out, is he in play? 
Man, I mean, I've liked Pascal as the guy with Hilton out like mm-hmm. for the last bunch of weeks. He's done nothing. I mean, he's getting the targets. Yeah. So I mean, he had like a pass interference in the end zone last yeah. game. I mean, so you can use him, and uh, you know it's fine. You know who he had his best game of the season against it was Houston. Was Houston. Yeah, when Brissett um, had his best game too. But yeah, I mean, if Hilton's out, I think you. You can use him and assume that the volume will be enough that he has an okay day. Right. So the Jets, like I said, Jameson Crowder, three straight good games, touchdowns. Regression's coming, but Oakland, man, they're bad against receivers. And you got Damaris Thomas, who's getting a lot of targets. I think he's actually more targeted than Crowder over the past two or three games. And then you have Robbie Anderson, who got a touchdown, who's known as the big play guy. Break those two down. Thomas and Anderson? Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me... Thomas sort of seems like he's not that exciting, and yeah, he's getting the targets, but 4 for 44 last week, I feel like that's kind of what I'd expect this week. Anderson did find the end zone again last week. He he hadn't been too familiar with it. Um, But you're sort of taking more of a shot with Anderson, but I feel like in a flex spot, that makes more sense. I mean, most teams probably don't have Thomas and Anderson. Right. But well, Yeah, I'd hope not. And obviously, Anderson hasn't been that good. So maybe that means he's due, or maybe that means he doesn't have the same role. But, yeah. but I could see him beating Oakland deep. And plus, this is going to be a Ryan Griffin game anyway. Uh, They're all so Ryan yeah. Griffin games. Yeah, I've been lately, kind of. Yeah. Uh, anyway, bad matchups. The Cowboys. I'll put all those guys on, because really, the way Randall Cobb's come on, he has to at least be a consideration in fantasy leagues. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, Patriots, which Julian Edelman, you're starting him. We're not, would never say sit him, but the other guys, you know, Muhammad Sanu, everyone got real excited about, and yeah. then he kind of came back to earth. And then Philip Dorsett, said he's dinged up. Who knows what's going to happen? The Giants guys, and we really have three guys there. If Shepard's back, I know he hasn't cleared the protocol yet, which is he's practicing. He had cleared cleared the protocol. Now he's back in it. I don't know what's going on with him. Then we got Hollywood Brown, who's been very hit or miss this year, uh, which isn't a surprise to me. He's a rookie receiver on a team that likes to run and throw to tight ends, but he's getting the Jalen Ramsey treatment. And then we have Debo Samuel, who's really come on as of late and uh, against Green Bay. Start with the Cowboys. I honestly think even Amari Cooper's suitable this week, given the injury, given Stephon Gilmore. You know, you had the stat. He played... But, you know, barely over 50% of snaps last week. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely hurting, it seems like. And Gilmore is, I mean, probably the best cornerback, at least at locking down his guy in the league. So I would feel totally fine sitting Cooper, although obviously it's tough to do if you have him. I mean, people were attributing last week's sort of no-show to, well, Darius Slay was on him. Well, Stephon Gilmore is going to be on him, right. and he's been better. Right. So I, I really do think you can sit him this week. I don't think people will who have him. It'd be very tough. Right. I get it. But then you have Michael Gallup, and you can argue that, okay, well, Gilmore's on Cooper. That'll actually be good for Gallup, and he's been good lately. I don't feel great about playing him either. No, I don't feel good about any of these guys' cop either. It's like—and I usually like Gallup, but this is just a match. If you sort of buy into the fact that the Patriots are a really good defense that that were helped by good matchups, but in general are good defense— I don't think I really want to play any of those guys. Right. No, I agree. Cobb, too. Patriots, Sanu, uh, if Dorsett's out, I think that helps him, but at the same time... It just feels like they just yeah. design a game plan for a game, and, and unless right. somebody can come up with a good reason why they're going to force-feed Muhammad Sanu against Dallas right. like they force-fed him two weeks ago, I mean, you don't feel great about it. Uh, I was all in on him because they never took him off the field two weeks ago, right. and then he played like half the time last week. 
because they just wanted to run the heck out of the ball uh, and control uh, the game and yeah and, and I don't know they're just unpredictable. I don't yeah. I don't like that. I think an argument might be well the Lions number two receiver caught two touchdowns last week, but it, the Patriots throw it all out the window. It's right. just, they're I mean, completely different. Right. Uh, Giants guys, Tate. Darius Slayton, who was a pre-buy, a little waiver wire fine. People might have already forgotten about Shepard. If he comes back, really affects, I think, all. I mean, it affects everyone if Shepard comes back. Ingram probably out. It's just a weird team right now, a lot in flux. They're playing the Bears, who, for all sort of their warts, has still been good against the pass almost every week. So I think you still play Tate. I don't feel great about Slayton or Shepard this week at all. Yeah, I agree with that. It does feel like the Bears' defense still is the kind of group that, that'll that cause Daniel Jones some problems. Yeah. Um, and you sort of need Slayton or Shepard to find the end zone probably to have a good fantasy day, and I don't, I don't think it happens this week. Yeah, Hollywood, don't like him at all this week either. Nah, Jalen's going to have him shut down. Yeah, I mean, there's always big play potential, but... Not a fan. Not a fan at all. And Debo this week, I guess, maybe depends on Kittle's health. I'm sure Sanders will play since he played last week. Not 100% clearly. But uh, against Green Bay, I'm okay with him. Green Bay is good statistically, but I'm, eh, I don't know. They don't scare me. Yeah, I'm okay there too. If if there's a way to figure out who Jair Alexander is going to cover, that might yeah. help the decision. But Samuel and Sanders are sort of the same. Maybe it just means he'll shut down Kendrick Bourne. But, uh, yeah. Touchdown machine. But the rest of that secondary isn't great. Yeah, I agree with that one. That's sort of a weird... But yeah, there's a lot of... Like, if Kittle and Sanders are active, probably sit Debo. Yeah. If Kittle's out, that definitely helps Debo. And if, if there are still indications that Sanders is hurting, that obviously helps Debo, too. Yeah, I'd agree. All right, tight end. Big one. Falcons. This is our Jane Graham, Luke Stocker. One of them's going to score, but there's no way of knowing <laughs> which. Playing against Tampa. The worst... Defense against tight ends playing this week since Arizona's off. My boy Ryan Griffin playing Oakland. Ben Watson this week against Dallas. And Tyler Eifert against Pittsburgh. Those are the good matchups there, sort of the streamable good matchups. Uh, we just can't take a chance on either Falcon. As much as no, I as much as much I am convinced one of them's going to score, uh, it's just a complete There's shot no the indication. Jaden Graham does have good hair if you decide you want one. But. He does. He does. Now, Ryan Griffin. Over Your boy. Yeah, over 100 yards last week. Oh, by the way, this, is, this is, tells you the state of my team. I picked up Ryan Griffin maybe 20 minutes before game started last week just because I said, okay, this is my roster. I have Kelsey. He's going to be on bye. I need someone for next week. And so that's the only reason I picked him. I was never going to play him last right. week, of course. Right. Uh, he was my fan shop player of the week, highest scoring player of the week last week for my team. Yeah, Matt's team said a little bit of a rough it's, patch. Uh, it's not good. It's not good, folks. So anyway, Ryan Griffin uh, against Oakland, one of the, you know, they've been one of the five worst defenses against tight ends all, all year. He's come, I wish he didn't have such a big game because I'm like, well, there's no way he has two monsters like that in a row. <laughs> but, I mean, he's almost a must start this week, I feel. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly a top 10 tight end this week. And yeah. You've got Kelsey on by. You're, de- you're definitely starting him. There isn't a better yeah. guy to pick up than him, I don't think. So, yeah. I don't think so either because these other two guys like Watson, I mean, again, it's a Patriot. Who knows? <laughs> yep. Came out, had a couple catches early, finished with 52 yards. It was his best game of the year. But, I mean, we're still looking at four or five targets. We're not looking at anything major. And even though Dallas is terrible against tight ends, we that's the reason we liked Hawkinson last week. He did absolutely nothing. Right. I mean, Watson and I, for you're both. Just really hoping for a touchdown. It Basically. feels like Griffin could have 70 receiving yards and four or yeah. five catches and not score and so have a decent day. I don't think you see that with Watson or Eifert. Right, exactly. Eifert, same thing against Pittsburgh. So the bad matchups, no Fant, 
who's sort of come on here with Brandon Allen against Buffalo. Uh, Jared Cook, who's also been playing well lately against Carolina. Jacob Hollister, pre-buy hero uh, against uh, Philadelphia. And Gerald Everett, the, the great disappearing Gerald Everett last week, who barely played against Baltimore. All these guys, well, maybe not Fant, but the other three guys are like, to me, I, well, Hollister's weird because I feel like Hollister got forgotten because of the buy. Yep. And if it wasn't for that, he would kind of be locked in as a starter for most people. Uh, but to me, these guys are starters, at least Cook and, and Everett. And I don't know if you should start any this week. And so now if you're taking these guys out of the equation, now, yeah, you are dipping into the Griffin, to the Watson, because there's already guys out. Yeah, I agree. And then Ingram and Hooper injury yeah the buys I, I feel like a lot of people are going to play cook and hollister and even everett because they're like what do you, who, you want me to start uh, benjamin watson like, <laughs> i'm not gonna do that right yeah um yeah i'm definitely locked and loaded on hollister all in on him yeah he gets um, targets i think he, i don't want to say he's matchup proof but it does feel like you can you can take swings it with feels him. like will disley is in his body and it's just yeah it's just back um well, they line him up as like eight glorified H back and just throw little dumps to him. Like yeah. he's going to get catches. Yeah, good little player. Where's yeah. number forty eight? Gotta love that. Um, yeah. Fant definitely worries me. I don't think he was like a ton of people starter like the past couple yeah. weeks, anyways. And that Buffalo defense locks down tight ends. I don't think I would touch Fant. <laughs> yeah, unless you're in a really because weird you got to remember he had the hundred yard game two you know two games ago. Is one is one play. Yeah, that's seventy five yards. I mean, you like to set the uh, eleven targets last week, so maybe he'll yes. get twelve since it's week twelve now. But that's yeah. how it works. Usually. Cook, Cook concerns me because we were all kind of excited about like he's involved, and then he got two targets. He saved yeah. it with a touchdown, and it like definitely feels like one of those team like Patriots light kind of where like there would be games that he's really involved in, there would be right. games he's not, and this isn't a great game for him. So. I would start Griffin over him. I don't think I would go to Watson or Eifert over him. Yeah, it's tough to do. Now, Everett's the toughest one with the, with the snaps he played and just what are what are they doing? Yeah, and now the other doing. receivers are back, and he was already up and down. Tough yeah. matchup. I think you can look away from him. I still yeah. do think he's probably ahead of Watson on Eifert, but it's pretty close. He's right, he's right there. There's still upside for the future, but he's getting real dicey. And if right. I, if you were like counting on him for the fantasy playoffs, you should definitely have another backup or just the streams ready to go yeah uh all right let's get to defenses uh, not a ton this well it's funny there actually are a lot of waiver wire opportunities but their defenses you just don't want to pick up yep. so the raiders at the jets the falcons hosting the bucks the red the suddenly hot falcons i should say the redskins hosting the lions the lions at the redskins and the broncos which I, I don't think are actually that good of a play. I agree. But you go, well, it's the Broncos. They have a good defense, right? And then you go, Buffalo, Josh Allen turns it over, right? Neither of those things are really true. They right. haven't been true for like, I mean, really, the Broncos defense hasn't been true almost all year. And Josh Allen is kind of... the ball over in like a month. Yeah, he really, I mean, like even longer than that. Yeah. So I really don't like them as a stream, even though at first blush, they kind of, you know, if this was in Denver, maybe a little more. Uh, but the Raiders, they... Multiple turnovers, three straight games, five sacks each of the last two games. I think you can play them. I think you can too. I don't know what got into Max Crosby last week, where he's just yeah. like, I'm going to get four sacks. But uh, that was a good development for the for the rookie to help the defense. And Darnold's going to throw picks. It he does was, feel like it feels like a game where Darnold has a pretty good game, and the Raiders have a pretty good fantasy defense. That which is how I feel about the the Falcons too. Like Jameis will get his yards and high yeah, touchdowns, so. yeah. but I think they'll get you know all of a sudden they're sacking quarterbacks again, and, and we know Jameis will throw picks. Yep. Yeah, and so, uh, I feel good about Detroit too. That that one I, I probably feel the best about just Detroit? because I think I think Washington is terrible. So 
again, similar type thing as Washington. I do agree, but they haven't really turned it over in two weeks. So you say, well, is that just kind of a fluke and they're coming? It's a fluke and they're coming. Because we saw Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, yeah. man, he's given the ball to Detroit a couple of times. Is he a guy who's so inaccurate that defenses can't even pick it off? Like he misses by so <laughs> yeah. much, it's just like out of bounds. I it's mean, not like yeah, he's trying to thread the needle and it gets picked off. It's just he just like, like bounces uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I like Washington a little more, but Jeff Driscoll hasn't been that bad either. So it's sort of similar situation. I yeah, guess Washington's that, actually okay. That's sort of a home road thing for me, and I kind of like oh the Redskins are at home, which I think will help. But yeah, I don't like the Lions as much just because they're not good. Like they're really bad. Yeah, that's fair. But that's the Falcons were too until they weren't. So you never know. All right, the bad matchups kind of real interesting. Patriots against Dallas, 49ers against Green Bay, Ravens against the Rams, and the Rams against Baltimore. I mean, Rams, Patriots, and 49ers are like three of the top five fantasy defenses. And at this point in the year, most people aren't going to not play them. But I actually think, God, it's tough because it's not a great week, but I don't really like them. I mean, at all. Yeah, I mean, that's fair to not like them. I think I look at the Rams and I say, okay, that defense, you can see more flaws to where, like, right. Lamar Jackson is going to probably light them up. And, and just with that much running the Ravens do, how many chances for takeaways right. are there? Or even be? sacks. Like, yeah. you're not sacking Lamar. Um, I probably, unless. I mean, unless you've got a good matchup that isn't just one of these streams, you've got another, you've got like yeah. the Steelers and the Patriots or something ridiculous. Like, you're probably playing the Patriots and the 49ers. Um, it just. I, Boy, I just don't. I mean, Dallas gives up the fewest fantasy I, points. I just like yeah. So sometimes, like we view defenses a little bit differently. Right. I think in the sense that, like to me, Patriots and Forty ers they're not going to blow up and ruin your week. Right. Maybe they get five points, but like okay, like it feels like if I play the Falcons defense and they happen to not turn Jameis Winston over, yeah. they could go negative, right? Right. And I don't really feel like the Patriots and Niners are going to do that. You're right that maybe that maybe the upside isn't there, but the Patriots have also made a couple good quarterbacks look pretty bad. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, they made Roethlisberger look bad. Wentz, they didn't have a huge game last week, but it, you could live with it. They only allowed 10 points. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's the path for them. It's like two sacks, a takeaway, only allow 10 points. Yeah. That's whatever. It's kind of what you're saying. It's like, oh, that's an eight fantasy point day. I'd rather live with that than, yeah, James blowing up the Falcons. It, it is really three. just has to do with how bad these stream options are as like actual yeah. defenses where it's like, man, can I like... Yeah, and like what you, you just, need in your specific matchup. Right, right. If you've got a... Yeah, I don't, And the Patriots, 49ers, I guess, and the Rams, too. They're all at home. 49ers and Rams are primetime games. Maybe that helps. Now, the Ravens are really interesting. Man, they've been on fire lately. And I think they're... I think it's legit. I... Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, they've taken advantage of good matchups, don't get me wrong, for a couple of those. But I just think that Marcus Peters is like this big play guy who will, for fantasy purposes, like that's big to have I, that guy. I, what What to you is the worst part of this matchup for them? Are they bad against, are they worse against the run than I'm picturing that Not we're worried really. about Todd Gurley? I, just, I guess it's just the Rams can, like they have the weapons to blow. Yeah, I hear you. They've just been bad for right. three or four weeks in a and row. they I, haven't done that. I would, so. I would feel totally fine with the Ravens. Yeah, I, I would too. I, I, I like them a, a little more than I thought I would. So, all right. That takes care of that. Are we missing anything? Well, the biggest part of week 12 is Monday Night Football's battle for kicker supremacy yeah. between Justin Tucker and Greg Zerline. So two, last two Monday night games have been big Monday or uh, kicker. That's true. The kickers in Mexico, two yes. good kickers, but now we've got the two best. All right. And uh, 
I'm kind of hoping they just like break down in the middle of the game and they just like play horse and the kickers are trying to do cool stuff. They're and... definitely exchanging jerseys after the game, right? Oh, a million percent. Like yeah. that well, actually, like stone cold lock of the week. So I've heard Justin Tucker does not like other kickers and they don't like him. I have heard things arrogant. about Tucker, yeah. So I wonder maybe if he's like, why would I change, exchange jerseys with him? And he's like... I'm gonna exchange jersey with Aaron Donald. Only the best exchange with the best. Yeah, it could be. There was a and they're nine and ninety nine, so that would actually be pretty good. The nine yeah. and four doesn't work quite as well, but uh, yeah, you never there, was, know. there was a video of Zerline last week where Hecker, where he's walking down the sideline after kicking, and Hecker was trying to throw the hat and like have it land on his head, right? And he got it to land like sort of on the on the upper back part yeah. of his head, like it landed not quite, but but that's probably a good omen for Greg Zerline too. So it might be. So really. Uh, the real question is, is my showdown Monday night lineup going to two weeks in a row have two kickers? Yeah. And uh, I don't think it will this week, but hey, we'll have to see the pricing. We'll have to but, see. But that'd be that'd be quite the development in in, uh, in sporting news. That's what the people want to see. All right. <laughs> Somebody got really mad at me that I made Michael Badgley my captain. He was like, Ooh. he was like, the Chiefs defense is so bad. How can you not use Melvin Gordon? I was like, well, Melvin Gordon's in my lineup, but he's kind of expensive. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's a one and a half time. And actually, Badgley got a good game. The, yeah, he uh, did. So it, yeah, they the, were settling. The, the premise was all right. And if only Philly hadn't thrown so many picks, he could have done even more. Good old Philly. There it is. Week 12. Gosh, next week's going to be a big week. You know that? Next week will be huge. It's it will it will legitimately be fair week. for you to start the podcast by saying big week. Yeah, for the thirteenth. Well, I don't week know if we're going to do one next week because it's Thanksgiving and there's going to be a lot of people. I don't know if the people we need to be around are going to be around next week. We so. could probably make this happen by ourselves. We really had <laughs> I mean, to. Yeah, I'm sure we could, but I don't know if I have that much energy and, and effort. I, and the, I'm going to be licking my wounds anyway. The, the people need the podcast from six and two to six and six, and uh, you know, on the verge of missing the playoffs. I'm going to be. Nah, Ryan Griffin's going to lead you to a win this week. I feel good about it. God willing, man. God willing. I need it. I don't have much going for me in my life, so I really need it. Anyway. Well, on, on, that, note, <laughs> on that note, hope everyone else is having a good day. Have a, if we are here, have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, for Billy Hay and I am Malatowski. Thanks for listening, and until next time.